0: As they say. And this feels like a brand new podcast. Hey, everybody, Come welcome Over 50 Starting Over. Guess who's back?
1: Hey, I'm Merle Garrison.
0: I'm Barry Edwards. <laughs> it's good to have you back, it's Good Merle. to be back. Good to I've be back. Really looking forward to this. We, yeah. so much has gone on in the last week. It's, it's unbelievable. I've been taking notes and even this morning I'm putting things down and we'll talk about it later, but I just got to tell you, I, I just saw that Facebook took, I think a 26% dive yesterday. It was
1: really huge uh, this week. And uh, they're uh, for the first time, they've never lost uh, users. I guess they got like a half million. What less uh logins happening over the last 3 months yeah I didn't and, read the details
0: uh, I didn't have time
1: well they're blaming it on TikTok uh you know Zuckerberg is blaming it on TikTok and this is a worldwide thing that's happening right now and the big deal is these uh these little videos that uh TikTok is famous for and Facebook and metaverse is not famous for and they've got something called Reels that they're trying to roll out here on um uh, what is that? Uh, um,
0: How about we pick up with that in a little bit? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because yeah, well, there's more. It's a, to it. it's a big deal. It's and a big I think deal. a
0: lot of it has to, my personal opinion is a lot of it has to do with their stupid reorganization into the metaverse. Um, but yeah, let's uh, start some upfront stuff. I woke up to um, I get notified by certain tweets sometimes. I don't know why. I'm almost never on Twitter. This one cracked me up. As I've been here in the last couple of days about Hugh Jackson, Jackson, the former coach of the Browns, who owns the worst record in NFL history at, I believe it's 31 and one. Uh, do you remember him from a few years ago? No, he was the one that got fired in mid season, about three seasons ago. And the team, they turned the team around. It was mm. the biggest
1: uh, example. Oh, I kind of do remember this so
0: addition yeah. by subtraction ever. And um, so <laughs> there's been a bit of uh, hubbub going around the NFL because someone uh and, and Miami Dolphins had to do their Rooney rule. You know what the Rooney rule is, where when you go to hire coaches and interview them, you must uh, interview a black coach. That's the Rooney rule. Mm. It's, I mean, and I think it had it like affirmative action. I think it had its day and time. I do. Uh, but I like the affirmative action. I think it's really passe and is cross the border into racist itself. I think these days, I think it, if I were a black person, I think that that would be rather insulting. Oh yeah, absolutely. You do I your token to, interview. Oh,
1: Oh, uh, this is the, yeah. And exactly. so there was a guy right.
0: earlier this week and I don't have it in front of me. I was too rushed this morning, but, uh, he's suing the NFL or something because you know, he took time out of his Dave, a couple days to go fly out there and do the interview, which I think it was. He felt that he was never taken seriously or something like that. He was just fulfilling their requirement. It it was something like that. And then a bunch of hubbub came about. Players are talking about how, uh, well, it's a mostly black league. And we're sitting there looking at the NFL owners in the stands, watching us perform for them. Like it's something archaic. It's like, dude, you're getting paid $10 million to play a game. I mean, are you serious? Um, So, but that's what's kind of going on. So Hugh Jackson thought he, Hugh Jackson, former Browns coach, never wasted an opportunity to throw his other coaches under the bus to save his butt, even his players throughout his career. He probably squeaked out another six months worth of contract by doing that. Mm -hmm. Well, so he's taken advantage of this uh, whole thing going on right now to say about his uh, rec, uh, his uh, worst record in NFL history. Uh, so he was saying something to the effect of the Cleveland Browns were telling him to tank on purpose. It wasn't his fault. The Browns were telling him to tank. Now this is really? the guy that got fired in midseason, and tur- they, the, the the assistant coaches turned the team around in midseason. Nice. So the Browns responded with. It's so small. Bear with me. The recent comments by Hugh Jackson and his representatives relating to his tenure to our head coach are some of the most insanely idiotic things we've ever heard at no point. (laughs) This is really tiny. Let me try to blow this up so I can read it. at no point in his rambling incoherent statement, was he even close to anything that w- could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in Berea is now dumber for having to listen to it. We will, we will give it no further thought and may God have mercy on his soul. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so anyways, that's what I woke up to this morning. Wow. A uh, little bit of entertainment there. And, uh, I, um, I just wanted to share a couple of entertaining things because I hadn't seen you in so long. So a couple of personal things I wanted to share with you. Uh, First of all, sharing the screen here for a moment this is shaker lake across the street oh wow And this is a few days ago but this is what it looks like and i thought this is a really pretty picture the it's thing about beautiful
1: this... but i'm freezing looking at oh, it
0: for sure the thing about this area we are right on the border of cleveland heights and shaker lake no matter what time of year it is it always looks like a postcard
1: and it really does it's yeah. beautiful over there yeah I so always, i always i have always loved the views over there it's just awesome yeah.
0: And it, it truly is. And got to tell you, uh, I, I'll get to another thing, uh, a little video for you in just a second, that this is Charlie's favorite time of year. And I, it's his first winter. And we happen to have a heck of a winner. And, you know, for the last several years, we've hardly had anything. So, you know, he saw his first snow and freaked out. And now he's seeing this and he just he jumps he's so big. Now he jumps up on the windowsill and looks out the window watching it snow and looking for other people walking their dogs. And he just can't. It's like Disneyland to him. And he's like, yeah. Stuck in the hotel room. So he's just always dying to go out.
1: Wait, are you showing another picture right now?
0: I'm going to. I'm actually oh, okay. skipping right. around. I was. I didn't have this very well planned. I'm going to show you a, a video of Charlie in the snow in a minute. Oh, okay. Got but I'm, sh- I'm on pictures at the moment. So I wanted to share with you a few days ago, a uh, week ago, that Lisa and I went to the marble room. This is the marble room downtown. Uh-huh. And uh, for my birthday, these are pictures I I took myself and I say that because it looks like they were professionally shot like this uh, on the floor is truly their logo on the floor in lights. And we sat at the bar and had the most terrific dinner. This is my wow. Uh, oh my God, Merle. Oh my Rack God. What, what is no, that? No, this is, uh, I'm trying to think of how it's uh, dry, dry, it aged, really dry aged, dry Del- aged Delmonico steak. Oh my God. I yes. cannot
1: believe you're showing me that. This is I know. Driving me crazy.
0: You're going to be like irritable the rest of the uh, podcast. Uh, now. That looks so good. It was one of the best steaks I ever had in my life, Merle. And um, we had the agarat and potatoes with that. Now, also, I went totally with the bartender's recommendations. Clearly, a big meat eater. Everything that he suggested was perfect and spot on. So he said, get the mushrooms with the steak for sure. Oh, Uh, yes. It was really rich. Good. good. Gosh.
1: Okay. So, uh, so how do you like your steak done? That looks a little medium
0: rare. I typically uh, like it medium well, and I asked him, how should I go? And he said, two very great tips. He goes, I definitely would go with medium. But I would definitely have them cut it for you. And I'm like, what? Nobody's ever said that to me before. I'm like, yeah, what yeah? And he goes, Well, for one, you know, half the work. You see how that's cut? He goes, the other yeah, is do. the chef has to look at it, you know, all the way through. So it'll be done exactly yeah. Exactly. Yeah. right. So I it was like
1: that. Yeah, terrific advice. Very thick cut right there, too.
0: It was big. Uh, I ate the whole thing. And it was absolutely terrific. The marble room is not a cheap place, but it's one of those places, hey, maybe once a year, you know, right, and uh, right, right. I was craving a terrific steak and I was not disappointed. It was wow. amazing, amazing experience. And I thank Lisa for that, for my birthday. That was my birthday present, my birthday dinner. And I it didn't, didn't disappoint in the slightest. I enjoyed every second of it.
1: Ah, well, hey, first off, happy birthday to Thank you. you and uh what a wonderful way to spend your birthday eating a delicious steak oh, and making God. making everyone in our audience jealous.
0: <laughs> right now, <laughs> now is- Lisa put together, she did uh some kind of crab lumps, real crab, which is rare to find these days, with a fillet. So it's just a smaller piece of steak. So she did her gotcha. own surf and turf and it was, you know, boy, that Woo. That sounds. We like gotta a we gotta pause night. and wonderful go eat. Night.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm starving all of a sudden. Right.
0: Okay. Now I gotta show you Charlie in the snow. This is just a 20 second video. Look at him. Hey, buddy. <laughs> he loves. it. <laughs> Look, love Look at that. Look how deep it is. You like the snow? No, boy. That's amazing. Oh, Look at yes. him in there. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> And when I go walking him down the plowed boy and down the plowed sidewalks, he he hops through the snow next to me because he likes to be in the snow. Oh, uh,
1: that is really awesome. Boy, yeah. he's is, gotten big. He, he really has. But you can see the youthfulness in him, too. Right you know, there. it's pretty every, cool.
0: He's never met a dog he didn't like, though. A lot of them don't like him. But um, yeah, uh everybody. So everybody we come up to sees the puppy in him every time. You're like, yeah, oh my god, yeah. how old is he? And but he's yeah. so big, he's 50, he's at least 50 pounds already. So
1: 50 pounds. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, just like yesterday, he was tiny, tiny. Anyways, buddy. I uh I really uh hogged all this time myself. How are you? How are things going? You had the biggest move, the biggest couple of weeks, and I missed you terribly.
1: We we did have a huge. Move and let me tell you, Barry. It was bigger than I thought that it was going to be yeah. when uh, when this whole thing started. I mean, uh, I knew this was going to be a project, but this was really the project of projects. It it really took it out of me. Uh, it was it was like I mean, for a football analogy, it was like the two minute warning for three and a half weeks <laughs> i mean seriously every every waking moment was pretty much dedicated to figuring out how we were going to do this and you know we lived in the same place for 14 years and it was really the longest i'd ever lived in one place wow yeah. and you know um when you live in the same place for 14 years you tend to accumulate things and you also figure out places to hide things. And that was the thing. Every, every day, it was like we were discovering a whole new uh, treasure trove of stuff that we had somehow I don't remember this and then you
0: spend a whole bunch of time looking it through this new thing that you haven't seen in years oh right
1: and then it's like okay what do we do do we bring this and do because you know there was a there were space limitations that we had to take a look at and uh some of the stuff we had to we had to get rid of and and a lot from what you said a lot and you you, it was very emotional
0: and you have more to do of that right
1: that's yeah, we, we actually do. We have, uh, we hard. have stuff. Well, we, it turns out that we don't have as much closet space as we had in the last place. So, you know, we have, uh, we're, we're doing pretty good with this, but we do have stuff. I mean, we're taking this opportunity to kind of purge some of the stuff that we haven't really been using. And you know, it, uh, it, it, in a way, it it feels pretty good. So
0: I think uh, so. I, I, it's, it's nice to travel like Lisa and yeah. I, probably throw out too much i think yeah do you really yeah um, oh, we go we i don't like clutter i personally neither of us we don't like clutter it's harder to clean
1: it really is it really is and it's so much nicer to have that kind of open feeling and you're not you 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 kind of have room to yeah. stretch out and everything kind of yeah. like that as well but mm. it, this was this was overwhelming as far as the the project itself i will say that uh, we had a a very uh positive experience with the the moving crew that we hired. I, I'll I'm give surprised. them kudos. It was uh it was allied movers. I did a lot of research to find the best movers here, and uh I narrowed it down to the top four movers out there that could How'd you that base
0: were, is that did, with reviews?
1: Yeah, I looked at a lot of reviews online, uh a lot of uh uh a, a lot of expert reviews. There's, it's amazing. There's actually uh, experts in this area that, uh, that review different moving companies. So mm-hmm. I was able to narrow down my, my picks and I interviewed four different moving companies and got quotes from them. And that was interesting. It was an interesting process because of uh, the situation that we live in today. Mm-hmm. They typically would come to your house and do an estimate but none of them were willing to do that these days Uh, Uh, now it was over video and uh, i was a little uncomfortable with that because it was like how could you possibly see everything that i'm moving with my with my camera and i felt a lot of pressure to make sure i was showing them everything And um, I I narrowed it down to these four companies, and uh, clearly one of them stuck out for me. And it was Allied Movers. Um, Just a quick question. Are they
0: nationwide? And what I'm getting at is, do you feel comfortable recommending them to our viewers, wherever they may be?
1: They're nationwide. I feel comfortable uh, recommending them. Now, I will say with Allied, you see their trucks on the road all the time probably these big orange trucks, oh. I'll say that they're, they, they franchise. So uh, every city is going to have a different owner. Gotcha. and you're going to want to make sure that you uh, you look at your reviews for the city that you're in and Keep in mind that people that have a bad experience are about 10 times more likely to write a review than people that have a good experience. Um, I, I, um, I was really meticulous on this whole thing. And when it comes to moving companies and you look at reviews, you could go to their website and see a lot of great reviews and you go to Yelp and you'll see a lot of bad reviews uh, yes. just because moving is such a horrendous experience and
0: right emotional i think
1: yeah it really is and you know one... well look
0: at you you were already like to the brink emotionally physically <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. everything
1: well these people that i got a hold of i mean they made me feel like i was in good hands right from the beginning and there was just no bs about the whole thing barry they just handled the whole situation like look we've you know what it was like It was like getting on an airplane and the captain comes on and we're going to be traveling at this speed and blah, blah, blah. You feel like, oh, this guy does this all the time. I'm in good hands. Then you go through turbulence and the guy comes on. He's not all panicked. You Know he's, he just he's got that cool radio voice. Oh, I was thinking, funny, he you know, was like,
0: Hang hey, on, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to hear him swearing <laughs> over the intercom. Uh, but that's exactly how these guys were, uh, right from the beginning. They've they got, know, like, their, a, a moving they know their clients, right? And then the, the guy that actually was the you know, the truck driver is the lead, and uh man, he was, he was excellent, especially with my wife. He, he really listened to what her needs were, uh, was very accommodating to his need, made suggestions. I mean, this was a class act. Now, I will tell you, uh, moving across state lines, very expensive. Um, More so
0: now than ever, especially where you live.
1: Yeah, I think uh coming out of California made that oh, yeah. uh, a bit more expensive. And that's why oh, yeah. you want to, you know, do your price checks and everything and uh but it turned out that this one was actually the lowest price wow. and what w- was the best service. But I still felt like I paid a whole lot for the whole thing. So mm-hmm. so that was that was uh Allied uh, Allied Movers, uh very good. And uh, good experience, um, you know. There was when they pulled up with that truck. This thing was the biggest semi I think I've ever seen before. Oh, really? Oh my gosh! I I have a picture of it. I, it's not a good picture. You're gonna have uh-huh. to turn on the uh, uh, the thing here. Oh,
0: to share. Sure. What am yeah. I thinking? Okay. Oh, uh, give me one second. I'm a little out of practice, Marlon. You've been gone forever.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, it's, it feels ahead. like forever. It, it does feels feel good. To, like- to get back into I'm giddy uh, thing things here. Yeah. <laughs> uh let me see if I got this. See, now this is I Whoa. To, how do they turn a corner with that thing? They couldn't. So here was the thing. They showed up but first off. They called me and they were like, Do you think we could get our truck down by your house? And I was like, Oh, yeah, no problem. I see trucks on I don't think you could get that in LA. Heck no, they could not get this down there. And it was a pretty stressful situation when they showed up with this monster. I mean, look, it's eclipsing several, you know, of these units. I live back in back, yeah. back. Oh, you could tell, ways.
0: you could tell by just, uh, you know, you know how you put a quarter next to something for scale. Well, look at yeah. the size of the tires.
1: Yeah. 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 Those, those are, those are huge semi-tires. <laughs> so we, we took up half of this with our belongings Uh, So we filled up half of that truck with our belongings. Typically what they do is they they'll get two or or even three moves in one of these trucks. And that's um, how they
0: lower the price.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. But, uh, but in our particular case, they just used one truck and they went straight to our house from here. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, so they, they showed up off of the day after, uh, they moved us on a, they came on a Wednesday and they were over here in Phoenix on Friday. So they, they came right over and, uh, this was, this was huge. And, uh, let me see if I have something else here to show. Um, hang on a second no that's oh uh just a couple other things here see can you see are you seeing my screen still no 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 okay oh you. Uh, you know so when we moved out of the house it was just shocking to see our place here's our kitchen oh, and our- wow
0: oh my god i can't I even know. believe that
1: just crazy right i mean yeah. we had this whole thing it just it was it was kind of sad actually when oh sure we pulled all of our stuff out of there it was like sure. gosh we've been living here for 14 years and it was such a great home for us and it was a you nice know, we had so many memories with our kids in the, this home and everything and, and I to pull shocked. all our stuff out gosh you know it just pulled all the life right out of the house it was it was really kind of I shocking tell-
0: i was shocked at how spacious that was
1: yeah, it, it I mean, really, really was,
0: you were comfortable. Yeah,
1: it, it, it was, uh, it was very comfortable. One of the things about moving out of this place for me was uh, that we, we had so many, um, we, we had like four sets of stair, stairways in this place. Right. And uh, like moving yeah, a lot out of, of
0: exercise.
1: It. You know what? <laughs> on one day, I had eighteen thousand six hundred eighty-five steps on my my little yeah. pedometer thing.
0: Okay, you do like a Fitbit or something.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's it's actually on my uh, my iPhone, but I've never oh. even come close to that before. And it was and I and I climbed. Uh, it said seventy-five flights of stairs wow <laughs> and wow. it was all it was all Anne marie would call me and she'd be upstairs and i would be in the basement hey merle this, this that was my name wasn't Merle? did you
0: bring it, me it up a the, paper was, hey, towel
1: uh, come here i'd come all the way up there and she'd say can you get the it which would be in the basement and you all the way back down to the basement i
0: don't know what that's like
1: <laughs> <laughs> well let me show you one uh other one uh let's see here can,
0: can trying you to see? make that out
1: hard to see i know uh lots of boxes anyway but this is the mountain that's outside of my my back window that we can see now uh not not very many uh not not in arizona
0: to be clear right your new yes yes and by the way that mountain we were trying to think of that I climbed that time that Lisa and I went down there for a wedding was camel something. Oh, camel
1: something. Okay. Yeah. I'm not uh I, I thought that would ring a bell for you. It's it's no. really
0: kind of famous. Pretty yeah. sure it was camel something. There's a lot camel head.
1: Uh, hmm. Not familiar with camel head yet. There's you <laughs> know what? They're they're surrounding us, and I can't um I I really I don't know all the names. I, I know I'm by Santan Mountain and there's a superstition, stu, superstition Mountain here. Camelback, huh?
0: Yes. I climbed that thing. They do these tours and wow, that was a much bigger to do than I ever thought it was going to be, which I loved, but it was, oh, hey, look at your, is that your backyard? My backyard. How yes, cool. Look exactly. at you. You got actual grass. I bet you have grass. to water that every
1: day. Uh, and you know what? We don't. I mean, it's all it's irrigated, it's, it's irrigated, yeah, yeah, it's perfect. And sure. uh, you know, I go back out here and eat, eat on my uh back porch, and how I cool hear, is that? This is a golf course back here, mm-hmm. and uh, and I hear oh my gosh, Barry, it's so peaceful out there and so quiet, Love and it. lots of uh, birds, all kinds of different birds running around, fly, flying around. Actually, there's road runners, so that's why I said running yeah. around. Uh, it it's in I haven't heard any helicopters flying over or any police sirens which was at, wow. by the hour I would hear at least one of each of those where I was living so it's just wonderfully peaceful here and we're very very happy to be here
0: I'm so happy for you I am so happy for you I can't even tell you it's beautiful I love the pictures thank you I have um
1: I do have a a Suggestion here. Let me see if I can. I, I pulled up a couple of things that I wanted to make sure that um, that that people knew uh, about uh, moving. One of the things that um, kind of hit me because we had to come in and make sure we had our house cleaned up before we turned it over to our landlords and for deposit uh, reasons. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, you know, we wanted to do that anyhow for that. As a
0: responsible couple. Yeah, exactly. You you were there for 14 years. You got to, We had great landlords there. They were were
1: fantastic people. Right, right. It was actually emotional saying goodbye to them. Uh, But uh, one thing my brother said was, uh, hey, you know, after I told him about the 10 hours we spent cleaning up the place, he said, why didn't you just hire a cleaning crew? Right. And uh, I would just highly recommend that. uh, I just didn't even think about it, to be honest with you. But it was it was grueling to go through that whole cleaning process. And I just wanted to just move on with this whole thing after this tremendous move that we made. Um, Hire a cleaning crew, get those people on the agenda. That is an important aspect of the whole
0: move. I think that's excellent advice. I really do.
1: Here's another one is uh, make sure when you're boxing up things that you, that you get a good inventory of everything that's inside of that box. Um, Anne-Marie and I spent a lot of time, actually, I wasn't going to do that, Mm. but Anne-Marie was adamant that I, that I make a good inventory, not just stuff in the office. Uh, But actually what I put inside of that box, and uh, and I'm so glad that she made me do that it did slow down the process but now that now that we're here, and there's just this enormous amount of boxes. It's really nice to be able to open up the boxes that I need right now and prioritize what I need and actually know where things are Mm -hmm. uh, and exactly what's inside of everything. It's, um, it's actually a godsend. So, so that's a, that's a big one right there. I think. That's good
0: advice. Let's
1: see here. Um, Oh, here's another one. (laughs) Make sure you order your internet far in advance of your move. Um, Today, I just assumed that I'd be able to move in, make a call, they'd be there, you know, the next day. No, it's at least two weeks out. And it's, again, because of the situation that we're in, uh, we have, uh, you know, with all the health situation that we have right now, they just don't have the people to come out and make that happen. So, Make sure you order your stuff. ahead a time. Anne Marie and I have been watching DVDs over and over again because oh, we, uh, we just don't have. We just don't have. I got to
0: tell you something funny. Right here. on cue, as you were saying this, you're. Oh, now it's. I'm getting a thing that says your internet connection is unstable. Uh, your face froze right. for about eight seconds, but we had all of your audio. So it was right on cue as you were talking about because <laughs> you're on your personal hotspot thing.
1: Right. Right. So, yeah, I get the Internet next week. So, yeah, that's a big deal Bear and, with uh, us, folks. Yeah, this is uh, but we're, we're doing it. I'll tell you another thing, too, Barry, is that once we we moved here, this is an advice. But I mean, we we left California for a very good reason. And mm-hmm. one of them was, you know, freedom. Yeah. Um when when we came here, after we finally moved in, we went to Subway, you know, just we're starving, we go to Subway and we ate in the restaurant, which we weren't allowed to do uh, oh, in, in Los Angeles. And we were emotional i mean we were wow very moved by that whole thing and so funny after all the everything that we had done we sat down and we cried over our subs oh uh, my god Anne Marie -Marie went over the 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 people behind the counter you know making the food they weren't wearing masks and and Marie felt like she needed to go over there and tell them how good it was to see their faces and they were like oh uh (laughs) right 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 thank you and she was like well that's not like that where where we're from and they were like where are you from right China Might as well have said Mars yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly so so yeah I mean we've had lots of experiences like that great 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 uh thing that we did here I'm feeling it every day I'm feeling more and more decompressed every day that I'm here
0: I'm loving to hear that because I was worried that it's gonna take you a long time to unwind from, from that, because when you talk about that stuff, I have told you a hundred times, I couldn't relate to it. I, since that initial lockdown of something like two months, uh, right in the beginning, 2019 or whatever, yeah, maybe it was 2020. Yeah. It was 2020. Cause it's 2020. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. So the, the first, uh, two or three months of that year, I believe. Uh, but after that, no, nah, we didn't, none of this nonsense anymore. I'm only on special occasions. Um, like when i do uh, volunteer work at the nature center inside there because they're trying to do the right thing extra cautious and whatever then we have to wear masks inside there that's it no restaurants no nothing no yeah. nowhere else so yeah. you would tell me this stuff and i'd have a hard time relating and be like man poor guy
1: i i know i know and and really the 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 whole thing thing is psychologically damaging i mean I it agree. just really is uh, I, I you agree. you you uh walk down the street in los angeles i i'll never forget uh the last day that i was there just walking down my street and um people masked up walking towards me And i would never wear a mask outside but but people are doing that yeah. and uh, yeah i noticed i was i usually don't pay attention to people <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not really thinking about it too much, but I was thinking about it that day and I was really realizing how people were, the way people were looking at me, um, not wearing a mask out there and then they'd look and then they'd look away and then they'd kind of move away. Or as I was coming towards them, they would mask up real fast, you know, I, I mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. it just, it causes people to be afraid of other people. And, and that's it, really what you have there.
0: That becomes its own epidemic.
1: It, it really fear. does. And really, since I've been out here, Barry, I, I've everyone is everyone talks to each other. Everybody's so friendly. And maybe this is how it is mm-hmm. uh, normally. But mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, it's just not like that.
0: I, uh, I just want to mention that I think next week I will be doing a summarized version of an uh, interview that Jordan Peterson has on his podcast, his latest. It's a doctor. Don't do Dr. Doish. Um and he is a very highly respected psychologist. That is friends. Uh, he and Jordan are good friends. And he did an essay, of three and a, he and he read it three and a half hours, and it talks about both sides of the whole um, vaccine debate and all of that. I will not put it on YouTube. I will if we go ahead with it. I will do it towards the end of our episode, and it will not appear on YouTube. We will be deplatform immediately because I'm going to be sharing some truths on both sides of things. And that is the point a large point that he makes is about the crystallization that people have done in that when picking their sides. And I think that that and that's with everything today. And that's the disservice. Those are the barriers that we need to break down in this country amongst every issue. So uh, look forward to that. You know, I also want to mention while I'm talking about uh, different things is this is for the benefit of our audience that I did a guest podcast just a few days ago with Howard Cass, who is a business mentor with 10,000 small businesses, which is uh, a Goldman Sachs program. And if, if you qualify, if you have a small business that has been in business for at least two years, do at least 75,000 a year in business, you can apply to uh, for uh, this is grant driven, grant run. You can apply to get this. It's something like three months of business consultation. It's pretty intense uh, to grow your business and it's extremely effective. They have great numbers. Check out that podcast so, and it's all for free if you qualify. If you go through the uh, interview process and you qualify, uh, it's free money. It will grow your business for sure. So check that out. Right you on. can catch that <laughs> at over50startingover.com.
1: Great stuff. Check that out.
0: So if you're ready, I want to just in our upfront episode, which we've kind of uh, taken a little bit of liberty, getting reacquainted, which is great. Been a lot of fun. I want to just talk about four, trick, four tricks for a top notch ticker because February is American Heart Month. And this is uh, most uh, our audience, like myself, need to take this seriously. Heart disease runs in my family, and that is 80% of uh, the qualification as to whether you end up with a heart attack or heart disease or not. Mm. So it's something that I have to take kind of seriously. This is uh, one of those things I got from the Cleveland Clinic. I get my email. Uh, every now and then. And every now and then they come up with a really good one. This is just briefly, here we go. February is American Heart Month with heart disease, the number one cause of death in the US. There's good reason to kick your heart healthy habits into high gear. While these statistics may sound scary, heart disease is largely preventable. Lowering your risk involves not smoking, maintaining a healthy weight. I'm going to stop on that for a second, because maintaining a healthy weight, obesity, is our number one problem here in America, especially when you uh, couple that with COVID and the uh, FDA, CDC, they do not talk about it at all, but that comorbidity is the number one thing that you can do uh, to prevent having a, a problem with COVID is get, maintain a healthy weight. Okay. Get regular exercise, eating a diet, rich in fruits and vegetables, keeping your blood, keep your blood pressure under control, your LDL, LDL cholesterol levels and inflammation levels normal and reduce your consumption of foods with saturated and trans fat. A lot of that is common sense, but we need to hear that a bit more, I think. And that's not all. Here are some lesser known ways to keep your ticker in top shape. Eat a nutritious breakfast. People who regularly skip breakfast are more likely to have overall have an unhealthy lifestyle. A recent study suggests that skip, skipping breakfast may be associated with an increased risk of, oh boy, atherosclerosis, a hardening and narrowing of arteries due to the buildup of plaque. Uh, so, you know, that's something that I think uh in the media is kind of uh, been overlooked is the healthy breakfast thing. It seems like we've gotten yeah. away from that.
1: Yeah. I, Remember how big that was when we were always, kids, how they yeah. would talk to us all the time about that. And You that, know, how do you, know what you I do I with think,
0: breakfast? Oh, I got to eat breakfast. I'm starving because yeah. I don't eat late. I, I really don't eat late at all. So after I usually work out in the morning, I'm starving mm-hmm. by the time I come back Um I think that uh, and I got just a bit more, but uh, just to stop here for a second, I think that uh, intermittent fasting is largely what did away with that, because face it, if intermittent fasting reduces your body mass by a substantial amount, you're doing your heart a lot of good, even if you're skipping breakfast because you're doing intermittent fasting. Right. So there's that, but I, yeah. I guess I would say if you could do breakfast and you keep yourself at a healthy weight, you're doing the best you can.
1: Optimally. Well, I wonder why the correlation between those two things, it, it it almost felt like to me that what they're trying to say is that you're going to, you're going to, you're going to probably be attracted to things that you should not eat because you're so hungry that you yes. can't control yourself. That's, I think that's you, what I was getting out of that.
0: I, that's what I got out of it too. I think you hit the nail on the head. It said it suggested in studies that if you skip breakfast, you tend to have a more unhealthy lifestyle,
1: right, right? I got to get that fast food real quick because I'm starving or something like that, you know, yeah, you I, think that, I think that I think that's
0: very right. It's kind of like too, if you're always trying to, oh, I don't want to eat right now, I'm not that hungry, uh, but then you go out to eat somewhere at a restaurant and now you're starving because you want to get your money's right, worth and you're gonna right. you know chow down a bunch of crap that you otherwise wouldn't. I yes. tend to because I eat so much. I tend to like have a sandwich or something before I go some places because I don't want to overindulge.
1: Right. And I do me a small. <laughs> That's not a bad idea.
0: Well, for big eaters like me, I think it's a good idea. I really do. yeah. me yep. just finish this up. Keep your mouth healthy. While it's hard to prove cause and effect, there's a link between oral health and heart health. I know this from working with Donna a lot. There's a big, big correlation. Yeah, Bacteria in your mouth from periodontal disease causes inflammation, which can lead to development of coronary heart disease. Brush, floss, and see your uh, dental professional regularly. Here we go. I like this one. Go for the laughter. Anger, depression, and anxiety all lead to higher rates of heart disease. Come on, folks. We know this. On the flip side, laughter can decrease stress hormones, reduce artery inflammation, and increase HDL, which is the good cholesterol. That's great advice, and it's something we all enjoy. Go for the laughter. We love that. And finally, this is one I not thought of. This is, again, I think um, recent health science or whatever has gotten away from it. Finally, use an air purifier. In a small study, exposure to, yeah, exposure to fine particle matter, uh, parentheses, a component of air pollution from vehicles, factories, power plants, fires, and smoking Boy, you out there in L.A., you knew about this.
1: Oh, and I lived right uh, next to the freeway, too. It was terrible.
0: And that increases stress hormones, blood pressure, and signs of oxidative stress and inflammation, all of which adversely affect cardiovascular health. Researchers believe the use of air purifiers may lessen that impact. And finally, I'm done. Tap out. Wow. It's good stuff.
1: That is good stuff. Air Mm -hmm. fryer. That's a that's a that's a pretty good one. I'm seeing those things more and more too.
0: They're they're cheap these days. Now I thought they were all the rage about 20 years ago, and then you stopped. They were, but
1: they were really expensive back then too. Three
0: hundred bucks, right? And now, yeah, you see them all the time, and yeah, Yeah. they're not that expensive. I thought that they kind of just. Slipped away because they probably were found to not have that much, not
1: energy. doing anything, right. right?
0: Right, right. It's kind of like the bottled water that everybody like, oh, see me with my designer water, and then you read about <laughs> that's right out of the river. Without, yeah, all they day. just they poured you it right out. on the tap, right? Was, <laughs> exactly, <it was>.
1: yeah. <laughs> the, the gla the tap named Glacier Bay, <laughs>
0: hey, uh a lot a lot a lot of current events going on i could just go through and read headlines and see where you want to stop do you want to go back to facebook for a moment because we to start on that
1: well you, you i just i just thought it was amazing that for the first time that facebook is 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 actually declining did you hear that uh uh zuckerberg lost in that one day something like 27 billion Mm dollars in net worth that dropped him out
0: of the top 10 wealthiest
1: people amazing amounts of money right here i'm not worried about him he's still worth like 109 billion dollars and this is the kind of thing that they can pick up right away this is a drop in the bucket for these guys but to me the really powerful statement though is that it's TikTok that's that that Zuckerberg is blaming this whole thing on? And when mm-hmm. you take a look at the uh, these Chinese companies that are out there that are really in the background run by the Chinese Communist Party, um, their whole uh, their whole M O is to steal the intellectual property of American companies, then duplicate those companies and run those American companies out of business and you can see where tiktok has now taken a big bite out of facebook and we'll see what happens i mean this is a this is a big deal
0: and it's the chinese company tiktok i don't like that i don't like that one bit now he also largely blamed and this yeah look in different articles this was um i think the washington post i don't remember off top of my head but he also largely blamed and this could have something really to do with it. Apple's iOS. If you remember, Apple uh, changed their privacy standards and they would no longer let Facebook siphon privacy data from them. They, mm. so they locked mm. that down. And uh, he said <laughs> right. also macroeconomic uh, challenges weighing on advertiser budgets. I can see that, but I think the understated thing is that they just restructured and started pushing forward this whole BS of metaverse. And, Oh, here's another plug. Great guest podcast. I did uh, about a week and a half ago with my friend Neil Singh. He's riveting. He's so nice. And he's so positive. He's fun to listen to. It's a heady podcast. It's titled uh, off the top of my head, the metaverse, uh, Bitcoin and NFTs. It's all mm-hmm. this stuff that's hard for us to understand in our generation. But we did our best to simplify it. He's really good. He did a great job. And he made the analogy. You guys remember the the beginning of the internet And AOL was trying to become, to harness the internet and, you know, (laughs) stay in their little metaverse. That's what Facebook is trying to do. And it's never going to work. And I think that's a big, maybe the largest part of their failing yesterday is trying to push this whole thing of we are the metaverse. And as Neil was saying that that's impossible, because the metaverse will be uh, largely built off of third party software and hardware attachments that you're going to use on your computer, that Mm. they're not going to own, you know, you'll Mm. go on Amazon and have a choice to do a meta, a metaverse uh, browsing of a particular products and things like that. So Facebook is trying to adopt something. They're trying to be the AOL. It's not going to work. And I think that's a large part of their failings. Right interesting. Now. That's an interesting concept not to right mention. There. You know what, too? I just thought, come on, let's be let's be serious here. Everybody's kind of gotten hip to how dangerous they are. I, I, you know, uh, the, the Social Dilemma movie shed a lot of light on that. And it's been like two years. Everybody's been talking about and sharing. Yeah, that, that I, don't, I don't
1: think it's uh, I think it's a lot more dangerous to go over to TikTok, though, than, than it is too. actually to uh, to be on Facebook. But uh, yeah, n- n- no one's a good guy in this whole thing. I don't think um, right it, it, to me. It's uh, amazing when I when I looked at um, <clears throat> something, uh, one of the statistics was, oh, they're they're only getting 1.9 billion logins now at Facebook. And I'm like, only what <laughs> 1.9 billion? Like we're talking a day. And uh, that's an incredible number right there. It it just speaks to the power that these people have to influence the entire world. 1.9 billion. I mean, there's only, there's only 7 billion people, I think Uh, maybe it's 9 billion now, but still that is a big chunk of the population of the world right there.
0: It is. And I got to tell you as a marketer, here's an example. So uh, Howard Cass, I mentioned that he, Plug the 10,000 small businesses where you can get that free training for your small business if you qualify. Well, the company's giving me a hundred bucks to uh, uh, boost that out as an ad in the greater Cleveland area. And this is my point as a marketer with Facebook. The positive has never been better, more targeted advertising ever in the history of advertising. So I can target the sure. greater Cleveland area, the exact demographics <laughs> that I want, uh, people that are interested in small business and entrepreneurial stuff. So mm-hmm. that's going to be great. And it gives us exposure for offering the very uh, cool thing. So that's a positive side that I wanted to mention. Merle, I want to mention a couple of things. I know I'm trying to talk fast because there's so much stuff here. That I, I, Here's a couple of things before they get too old. It's too fun to not talk about this. How about Neil Young and uh, Joni Mitchell um, coming out and wanted to censor? Literally, we're going to pull our music off Spotify if you don't uh, censor Joe Rogan. What do you think of that mess? I, you know, I just go back to, I don't know
1: Joni Mitchell's music too much, but I think it's along the same vein as, is Neil Young. And, you know, I think about when they were, when they were at the Zenith of their careers, what if somebody were to suggest, Hey, we don't like this hippie rock thing going on. There's too much, you know, free love going on in your music. We need to censor that. What would they have thought about that whole thing? Exactly. I mean, this guy is known for keep on rocking in the free world, yep. that's just what keeps, you know, ringing in my ear. And yep. here you, you want to shut down free speech is the cornerstone of the free world. Dummy. <laughs> and you you know now you're gonna take that away from Joe Rogan, who he has as we've talked about on the show, he's super surpassed any of the mainstream media news outlets
0: as an independent uh, liberal right in in and, and, and Whoa, you froze up. This
1: guy is the enemy of the people by, by bringing experts onto a show to talk about what they what they believe. I hey, get you it know t- what? If you don't like it, turn it off. But don't make everybody else not listen to it. And by the way, I've always been a fan of Neil Young and Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. I got to rethink that whole thing now. It's Agreed. too bad. I think it's sickening.
0: Well, I, I think it's a perfect example of something that we brought up before. I think if you could go back in time, I said this about friends people i've known on facebook if i would have went back in time 20 years ago 15 years ago and said you're going to be saying this stuff online to public you know in public to your friends and family in 15 to 20 years they never would have believed me no uh neil young and joni mitchell's and the hippie boomers of that time uh if you would have brought something like this up to them 15 to 20 years ago and said censorship, blah, blah, blah. They've been so against it. No way. Right. Right. But they kept watching CNN all this time. Mm. And they do not realize the slow insidious shift that they've made.
1: I mean, they're like different people. They're like, they're like pod people. Like what, Uh, what, what uh, happened? What happened to you guys? This is, this is terrible. And then to see, you know, some of the people trickling in to, to support this whole thing. But I got to say, I I think at the end of the day, this is only going to benefit Joe Rogan because you know, the thing that you're not allowed to have the thing that's kind controversial is the thing we're typically drawn to anyhow so i mm-hmm. think this is a, a lot of advertising for joe rogan mm-hmm. and you know who's like listening to it. Neil young anyhow anymore who's mm-hmm. listening to joni mitchell i mean yeah. who who cares who cares what right. those well, here so here's the other thing too barry is why do we how is this even in the mainstream Stream in the first place like who the heck cares what neil young and joni mitchell think anyhow we didn't care you know two weeks ago we didn't care what they thought so why do we suddenly care now
0: we don't, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that they feel a little hurt cause they used to be so famous and so yeah, influential and, and, so. um, and now that they're feeling uh, completely uh, in the shadows and everything, and there's this Joe Rogan guy who to them is a young whippersnapper, um, you know, that, I think that that's a, a part of it as maybe,
1: well. Maybe, but here's
0: another thing that here's how I feel all the time of late is You know, get Rogan out of the mainstream media. You're bastardizing the whole thing. Why is he popular? Just stop it. Stop talking. You're ruining my gig. I get what you're saying. Yeah, you're going to taint the whole thing.
1: Well, one thing Joe Rogan did say, uh, cause he, he came out with a, a response last weekend and he was saying, look, I'm, I'm not trying to make people angry. I'm, I'm, I'm just doing a show. I, a lot of times when I do the show, I don't know exactly what's going to come out. It's right. um, finding out this information as it's happening, Right. but I'm going to do a better job of covering, you know, all sides of the story Tainted it. and, uh, I was bummed out when he said that part Me right too. there.
0: Yeah, that's tainting it. It's the first yeah. time he al- has always said that he doesn't, he doesn't read criticism. He doesn't read his anything in the press about him for those reasons, but it got so big that he couldn't ignore it. Right. And that, so now it's getting tainted and that's right to my point. Yeah, I hate to hear that as well, uh, because we all know what's going on in the mainstream media and all that. He's offering stuff that mainstream media won't talk about. He has never, ever been on the right. Certainly not the far right. The closest he gets to it is he's a gun enthusiast because he's a hunter. That's the closest he gets to it. Hey, kind of related. There's a, some more uh, kind of uh, gossipy stuff I want to throw out there while we can. How about Whoopi Goldberg? Uh. Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg. What, do you, what
1: do you think about that? I mean, my goodness. Um, I, I think,
0: think it's funny. First of I, all, her I, last name is Goldberg, and she doesn't get the whole. Uh, okay, so she said, "I forget. I heard the clip. I heard the clip. I don't I have it too. here, but she uh, was saying that uh, the persecution against Jewish people is not racist. That it is. How did she say it? It's a anti-humanity. Ethnicity. Yeah, well, yeah. She said it was a. Cru- it was, it was a, showing the cruel man's cruel... inhumanity towards there man." You. There you go. Right. But not racist. Right. My God, the Nazis were about the master race. Right. It was all about race. It was and it started. I took a class on the Holocaust back in college. It was it was very emotional, taught by a Jew. And it was heart wrenching every class. Mm. But it started off with Darwinism, which was coming out uh, scientifically coming about at that time and uh what was darwinism is about theories of evolution and they bastardized that to show how different races were in uh not equal and that right, the right. aryan race was the master race and that yes. the jewish race was just so is evil mm-hmm. yes it was largely it was 100% racist but to Whoopi, she only sees it in terms of black and white and that's it so, you know um
1: it it's it... What would motivate somebody like Whoopi Goldberg to say something like she's that? She's old. I mean, she's old, why, She's why ignorant. Why make that point?
0: She's ignorant. Why? Yeah. Oh, no, it's Either. very true. She is ignorant. Look, if I didn't take that Holocaust class, I would not be because you know I moved into University Heights twenty years ago, very right. Jewish community, is extremely. I didn't think anything about who's Jewish, who's not, uh, but there's, there's a tight ethnicity there that they, um, a lot of, what do you call the tight Jewish community? There's a word, uh, but anyways, um, but they, you know, they really do uh, stick together in that regard, which is great, but I, I never saw it. Uh, What, the difference in the uh, religion or anything else, I never understood how Nazis saw a difference either. But that's what it was all based upon. Anyways, so Whoopi gets two weeks of uh, suspension over because of the hubbub, and don't you just absolutely believe that that was a the slap on the wrist that they needed to show just to show face? I'm absolutely, oh, absolutely. convinced. Absolutely,
1: yes. I mean, come on 2 weeks suspension, and and Whoopi is acting like this is a big deal. You know, like she went on all Colbert. That this happened.
0: She went on Colbert and did a lame apology, and then as it then as it continued, she continued to talk. She doubled down on her original belief. Well, she doesn't understand. She doesn't understand.
1: Ben Shapiro makes a really good point regarding this when he talks about what what would motivate uh, somebody like Whoopi Goldberg to talk like this. And it is really um, an excuse uh, for anti-Semitism. Um, for example, uh, racism is a super emotionally charged subject. and anytime racism comes up, especially on the left, this is uh, we've got to eliminate that immediately, but the left seems to ignore um, anti-Semitism and uh, this is this has been happening quite a bit now so the if further you can,
0: left you get the more they align with anti-semitism
1: well it seems that way i mean they're very anti-israel anti-jewish and the uh in and if you can take um, any type of anti-semitism and just call it man's inhumanity towards man you take the emotional charge right out of that whole thing and so i just think it's very interesting what happened also i was thinking well wait a second isn't Whoopi Goldberg Jewish? I mean, she is it isn't isn't that the t- I mean come on, Whoopi Goldberg. You know, uh, as
0: you say that, I'm gonna look this up because I think that that's like the so-called stage name. First of all, well, it is a stage her name. Okay. Her,
1: her, her name, I did some I did a little research on okay. this. her her. Her name is not actually Whoopi Goldberg; it's Karen Elaine Johnson. And that's her, her real name. Um, so she
0: chooses Goldberg and doesn't have any idea. Well, here's it.
1: something interesting about that that I, I I was I found this to be very interesting that the name actually is from one of her ancestors. So she oh. actually has uh, Goldberg in her family line. Uh-huh. Now, interestingly it's jewish and so she has jewish blood on the inside of her now this is interesting because um jewish blood is a race it's Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. don't Mm -hmm. have an ethnic so Mm -hmm. you see what i'm saying is like so now she actually she actually says that she's non-religious but she considers herself jewish it was very interesting because wow. that's the essence of what race is yeah now, um go so ahead see
0: here's where i stand with that is it's like i said when i moved into in university heights which is such a uh largely jewish community uh i did not know who's jewish who's not nor did i think about it so i understand what she's saying and as i, I said if yeah. i didn't take that holocaust class I may not understand the total ramifications of the, the racism that, well, I don't know. Who doesn't know about the genocide of Jewish people in Germany during the World War II thing? So I'm just saying, I can understand to a degree, somebody that has lived a life as a Black person during the years that she did, she w- you know that's what she saw. That's what she lived. And well, so it's, she, it's interesting I understand what you're that saying
1: point. is that, that one of the reasons that they got a lot of pushback from Jewish people out here, what, what Whoopi Goldberg said, understandably, oh, but sure. uh, one, one person of Jewish faith was saying, look, she didn't choose Goldberg uh, just randomly. Um, you know, at the time she chose Goldberg, there was a lot of anti Semitism, she's a black actress. Uh, she was using that name to uh to really lift up this um this embattered type of a figure like that's overcoming here because of race, you yeah. know. Um and I, I thought that was very interesting. Things have, have changed since then, but uh but somewhat uh but uh again, back to Ben Shapiro, he was talking about the fact that today it's it's very common, especially on the left to to see people that are so-called elites are doing well, being attacked by people that are seen as uh, underprivileged, as being okay. We saw that for the last two years with these riots that have happened oh, yeah. in these cities. Um, and and so to call it man's inhumanity to man takes away, almost makes it excusable for oh, yeah. these types of things. And that seems to be what Whoopi uh, is, is all about. Um, one other thing is where did she come up with the name
0: Whoopi? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no. I, I don't know. Do you know?
1: Yeah, she oh. she says it right here. She says, I think this is a quote from her, actually. And she says uh, she adopted a stage name and the first part of the name came to be in the most Goldberg way possible. So here's a quote. When you're performing on stage, you never really have time to go into the bathroom and close the door, she explained to the New York Times Magazine. So if you get a little gassy, you've got to let it go. So people <gasps> used to say to me, you are like a whoopee cushion. And that's where the name comes from. That's thoroughly disgusting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, let's wind this up. I want to say uh, a couple of, I want to ask you something. So right. her uh, co-hosts are said to be completely irate over the fact that she got suspended. Of course, you don't expect to have the same punishment with uh, dealt out to you that uh, you did. I mean, come on. They virtue signal all day long and they should be immune. mute. Uh, so my final question is: Is Whoopi Goldberg racist? Um, it seems like it to me. Okay, I think it 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 uh, prompts the bigger question uh, that what is racist? Well, I guess it's uh, what is racist? Well,
1: it's a great question. You know, Barry, um, it's, it's you're leading me right into the next story. Here is the Anti-Defamation yeah. Def- Def- League. Uh, funded to combat anti-Semitism, goes woke, changes definition of racism. Um, so the Anti-Defamation Anti-Defama- League changed the, the definition of racism. It, uh, it used to be uh racism is the belief that a particular race is superior or inferior to another that a person's social and moral traits are predetermined by his or her inborn biological characteristics mm-hmm. uh, racial separatism is the belief that most of the time based on racism that different races should remain segregated and apart from one another Um, that, that was the, I mean, that's what racism have, has been this whole time, but the anti-defamation league has changed that recently to the marginalization and or oppression of people of color based on a socially constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people.
0: Oh, oh boy. Is that a narrow definition?
1: So in other words, it can only be white people oppressing people of color. Exactly. And to me, that's the definition. If you're going to change, that's a racist definition, that Definition, then that's racism. And that seems to be exactly where Whoopi Goldberg is coming from, which is racist.
0: Wow. That was a great answer to that question. Cause I was in, I'd only formulated that question as we we're talking. I was thinking that with Whoopi's, um, you know, Whoopi's uh, crime is simply ignorance. So is ignorance racist, being racist? That's the thing. There's not ill intent, I don't think. Okay. I don't know. Even if you're totally racist, is there ill intent? I don't know. Well, to me,
1: if you're propping up this whole thing about, you know, racism can only come from white people. Notice in her Mm. whole definition, Mm. it was, oh, this was white people against white people. So it can't be racism. She's lining up exactly with this new leader of the Anti-Defamation League's definition, which is purely racism. And you got to say, this is a very powerful individual. She's got a very powerful bully pulpit. You yeah. can't underestimate. We can't just put this up and say she's ignorant. I, I'm sure she would love for us to believe that. she's. Oh, it's just ignorance. She goes on Stephen Colbert, says the exact yeah. same thing. By the yeah. way, they yeah. have no uh, respect for Stephen Colbert whatsoever. I lost it a long time
0: ago. And, yeah.
1: and, and I think he lines up with the exact same thing. And this is a big movement that's happening. And it's a movement that has been historically... Has has hurt people very very badly, and the root of it is hatred, and and yeah. this is stemming from racism,
0: and it's directly in line with CRT.
1: And and I got to say this that even ignorance, uh, it, ignorance in this vein is still racism, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, uh, so I think you're racism saying does- is rooted in ignorance.
0: I, I, agreed. So you can't. What you're saying is ignorance pleading ignorance doesn't absolve you. No. Okay. But I I do believe
1: that an ignorant person can be educated and change. uh, uh, But I still just think that evil is
0: evil. Yeah, I totally agree with you. All right. Uh, Man, we're really running out of time. And I got way more. We're going to go into the after show with some other stuff, but more, um, more fodder. CNN president Jeff Zucker resigns over consensual relationship with key Lieutenant. What do you think of that? I think, you know what? I think that smells just like a Cuomo situation. Yeah, it Cuomo. really
1: does. I totally agree. There's with more you.
0: How could this most powerful
1: news yeah. czar lose his position simply because he didn't uh, uh, reveal his relationship that he was having with a staffer? yeah it doesn't doesn't cut it for me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And you, when you look at this guy's track record in history, especially, especially over the last several years and how he is he is he he's sort of like uh, uh, fauci where the I am science. he is the news. and uh, he has. He is decided, fake news. yeah, he he has decided that he is really the god of news. And um he's taken that organization. And the viewership of that organization right down the toilet. and He's I really the king believe.
0: of RussiaGate, a yeah. four-year scam of yeah, lies. Yeah, absolutely,
1: and this absolutely.
0: is how he goes out. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, it doesn't, like, doesn't. This is how mm-mm. you why you fire him. Uh-uh. he's guilty of way bigger crimes. Yeah.
1: I, I, when when this whole thing came out, I saw the headline. It says uh, Zucker says I was wrong, and I'm like, oh, that's got to be interesting. And then I read the article, and I'm like, come on, that that uh, that's, that's just doesn't seem right at all but hey. um i'm glad he's gone but yes. uh, usually when a void like this happens somebody worse comes in to fill it so uh, i'm not holding my breath on this one
0: agreed and uh, yeah that remains to be seen i just want to we really got to wind up. You got some lighter side stuff I want you to I, get to. But I got to say, BLM is missing $60 million. Six, Yeah, $60 million. And yes. nobody can be found to claim that they are no in charge.
1: Yep. No one's in charge. charge. <laughs> yep. no okay, one's in charge.
0: On. Who saw that coming?
1: I mean, we've been saying this, we you and I have both been saying mm-hmm. this It's a BLM mm-hmm. is a Marxist organization. Mm-hmm. They're not about black lives matter. They're about their lives matter. And they enriched themselves. We, we saw what happened to it the one leader who, who, who bought those mansions mm-hmm. and million, mm-hmm. multimillion dollar facilities and, uh, in, uh, um, in California. Come on. Uh, what a joke. This whole thing has been and a terrible one at that.
0: Right. I just want to say briefly, we'll talk about these more in the after show. I want to get to you with the latest stuff. But just yesterday, uh, uh, US-led forces killed the ISIS leader in Syria. I heard that. Oh, yeah. They said it was a suicide bomb. But man, this entire building blew up with his family in it and stuff. So I think there might be more to that again. Well,
1: you know, it's interesting, too. When uh, Trump had uh, Soleimani killed, he was uh, he was labeled a racist and a bigot and uh, just also uh, disrupting the whole world. And then so under the Biden administration, it happens. I don't think we're going to hear the same thing. But uh, I heard that uh, he self-detonated. Uh, as he I was heard. being closed in on, he self-detonated this bomb and killed himself and the family. And talk about dedication. Gosh. <laughs>
0: well, there you go. Uh, also, yesterday, I heard. Uh, Oops. Sorry. <laughs> you shared something strange there. Uh, I, the U.S. accuses. Do you hear this? Russia of planning to film a false attack is a pretext for the Ukraine invasion. That's in the Washington Post, got a link there. Russia's considering filming a fake attack against, the Rus- uh, uh, against Russian territory or Russian-speaking people by Ukraine forces as a pretext to avoid the neighbor, including uh, graphic scenes of uh, stage explosions and cor- corpses and all of that. Wow, you know, man, that's, that's crazy.
1: A, that's exactly what happened in uh, in uh, August 30th, 1939. That's exactly what happened. Uh, uh, Hitler said that uh, Poland had attacked them, and uh, they actually took uh, Polish uh, military killed them, put them in German uniforms, and filmed it, saying that that wow. that Germany had been attacked, which started World War two
0: Wow, I didn't. Yeah, that's a great way to uh, follow up on that. Yeah, that's something history just is continuing and continuing to repeat itself. Well, and if you know history,
1: you don't fall for these kinds of stupid tricks that are out there either.
0: Or you could Um, be a history revisionist and then go that route so that we can repeat it all over again.
1: Yeah, well, it seems like uh, it, it does feel a lot like 1939 all over again with a lot of the current events that are happening today.
0: You want to lighten this up? We're going to yeah. move
1: on. I, this is, this is, uh, <laughs> this is a great right. check this dog out. I mean, look at the look on his face but, what's going uh, on here it grows on you right here so this dog wakes owner in the middle of the night he's credited for saving the family of three from carbon monoxide poisoning just just uh you gotta look at these pictures uh, of this dog so this dog uh, they cute. went to sleep at night um, and the uh, the carbon monoxide alarm started going off but nobody woke up probably because they were already being affected by the carbon monoxide but the dog would not leave the family alone, uh, mm. jumping up on the bed and running all around. Look how alert this dog is. I and mean, yeah. he looks like he's had a little too much coffee right there. Yeah, but, he's got uh,
0: Charlie ears. There's everybody.
1: He totally saved uh, the life of uh, this family, and uh, they are alive today. I'm very thankful because of this uh, family. I've got one more, and this one is—I I love this one. Did I stop sharing? Let I me mean, just come yes, back did to stop. this again because this is this is huge. Uh, you hear all the time about how old people are getting scammed. Yes. and This uh, grandmother, this 70 plus year old grandmother was called one night uh, uh, by supposedly her grandson saying that he had been put in jail for DUI. And the next call she gets is from an attorney saying that he needs $8,000 to be bailed out of jail.
0: That's kind of an old one. She
1: knew that this was a scam. So she called the police ahead of time uh, or after the call, after she had told the person that she, she had the money uh, to come over and get it. And so this, uh, shady gentleman shows up at the door with oh. a mask on, and uh, and she hands him this envelope he's got in his hand full of uh, newspaper. And as he's walking out the door, he gets uh, he gets uh, oh uh chased God. by the police and and uh, oh. and shut down that business. Dude, that's a great door. down right there. And here's the guy that did it, Richard LeBron. Uh, is now in some serious trouble. He's got some splaining to do, and oh, uh, how good. about that? Grab that, gets one over the goal line.
0: Nassau, where's that? Where uh, was that? I think that's up
1: in the New England area.
0: Okay, okay, that's a terrific story, isn't it? I, yeah. And uh, boy, we packed a lot into this episode and we got a lot more on our after show. If you guys want to stick with us, if you're on YouTube, it'll come up in the lower left of your screen, but you can't miss it. If you go to over 50 startingover.com. sign up because it'll come into your email box as it happens. We'll see you next week.